0: Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barça Talk. I'm your host, Gabriel Quiroga, here in the Spanish capital. And in today's episode, we give our O to the Camp Nou, as it will be out of commission for the next couple of seasons. We get into this chat after our message from NordVPN. Are you tired of hackers and cyber criminals snooping around your online activities? Do you want to safely access your favorite shows and content from anywhere in the world? Then you need NordVPN, the best VPN on the market. And the good news is that there's an exclusive birthday deal just for you. Buy NordVPN now and win extra subscription time. With NordVPN, you can protect your online activity and keep your private information away from prying eyes. And if you're traveling abroad, don't worry. Connect to a NordVPN server in your home country and safely enjoy content as if you never left. So what are you waiting for? Visit nordvpn.com/barsa now to get this special birthday deal. Shield your data from snoops and criminals with NordVPN's state-of-the-art encryption. Safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, or simply browse in complete privacy. Again, visit nordvpn.com slash barsa. The link is in the show notes. Get NordVPN now, and enjoy a safe and private online experience. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Ode to the Camp Noah as it's going to be out of commission for the next couple of seasons. But I think more importantly, as we've had this chat in our WhatsApp over the past couple of days with our Patreon members sharing photos uh, of their visits to the Camp Noah and so forth, you know, there's something that's going to be radically changed about the Camp Noah. I mean, I, I when I think about this, I think about this as the old Yankee Stadium going to the new Yankee Stadium where, yeah, it's going to be in the same place. But there is a bit of history that's going to be missing. And to join me to talk about this is Craig. Craig, how are you doing? Yeah, really good, man. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Before we get into our quick chat about you know our visits to Camp No and mm. what a special place it is, I just want to give a quick update on our summer schedule. So as of this week, we are going to a summer schedule. We're going to be publishing Tuesday and Thursdays. Until the end of July. On Tuesdays, we're going to be publishing our yearbook retrospective episodes. And on Thursdays, we will have Remy, Troy, you, and myself rotating uh, with news and transfers that are coming through uh, this summer. So I just wanted to highlight that really quick. And obviously, if you want more Barca Talk content, you can definitely join our Patreon for five bucks a month. But anyway, I want to go back. I thought this would be an interesting topic. I, I know Barcelona won last night but i think you know we've kind of we've hit all the marks craig that we wanted to talk about how we're going to approach mm-hmm. the final games we did it we won last night obviously balde got a injury which was obviously really bad news he tore a ligament in his ankle he's gonna be out for seven weeks so that's off bad news there and obviously a really bad tackle from the mallorca player who today apologized after but when you go cleats up man like i i got no i got nothing yeah, for you on that good. But you know, we saw the celebrations at the end of the match last night with the Camp No. And I, I want to start this with first because I don't really know this. But when was the first time you visited the Camp No?
1: Yes, I had a bit of a a bit of a strong start to my Barca following career. So my first game was uh, Barca for Sevilla nil, um, which Wikipedia reliably tells me was the twenty second of April two thousand and nine. Um, so by this point. You know, Pep's team really well established, real juggernaut. You know, was on a great run of form, and I was, um, I was actually in a different Peña. So I'm currently a member of Peña Blaugrana Londres out of London. Um, but at the time I was a member of a sort of a UK wide Peña, who I believe are still going, um, Peña Union Blaugrana, and they were getting their stone. um What's the word inaugurated? Is that the right word? In the camp new for anyone who's been, you'll notice there's penya, penya emblems around the stadium, and they were getting their stone um, unveiled. Um, that was magical, genuinely magical. So that was my that was my first time. How about you? So I had uh, a bit of a different experience. So I actually uh, visited
0: the stadium first, and then I went to a match later. So mm. I came in 2011 uh during the champions league final when they were playing against manchester united so i was in barcelona with my family and i was able to visit the stadium and obviously uh i mean i i'll never ever forget walking down the hallway onto the field i mean the way they have that set up is amazing with the chant the music you know while you're walking down the hallway because as a you know, wanna be pro athlete slash footballer as myself. <laughs> those are the moments that I wish you know that I yearn for that I would love to be part of. you know, we watched the hallway, the anticipation before the biggest matches you know in football, and to be able to kind of like relive that, I think mm. it was really magical, and I just remember also the grass like the grass is pristine, so right? green it reminds me of. You know, on the finest golf courses that you can ever play, how mm-hmm. it is so finely manicured. I was lucky to play in Northern Ireland in one of the British Open golf courses. And that course was so nice, you know. And it's the same thing. Like, you can just imagine how perfectly the ball just rolls across the grass, you know. And I just remember those two things It's just like, wow. Walking down the hallway, taking it all in when you're at the, you know, field level. And then coming up close to the grass. Now, you said your first match. Who was your yeah. first match against?
1: Severe. So we won we won 4 0. So that was a Sevilla of Rakitic. Obviously Daniel Alves had just joined us, but Jesus Navas would have been still there, I believe. Um they were a good team. They were a good team. I, I was expecting quite a close game, and then we we battered them. So Iniesta scored from memory, a bit of a fluky goal after after two minutes. Edu scored in the first fifteen or so. But my abiding memory is Xavi scored an absolute world. He just, time seemed to stop from him edge the box for some reason. No one closing down. He just, just bent in at the top corner. So we were in goal nord, and it, he bent in at the top corner in that goal, and it was just, it was different, man. So it's, I'd been at quite a few stadia um, up to that point, and it was just different. There was just something about it. And, you know, I, I went there, a fan, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but I left just an absolute disciple is the best way I can can (laughs) try and explain it is, you know, I went, I went there kind of on, I I was a fan. Like I definitely was a fan, but not to that level. And I just, I just got it. Like, it's really hard to explain it in better words than that, but I just got it.
0: I like that. A disciple. That's, that's great. Um, so like I said, I went there the first time just to visit, I did the museum Mm -hmm. tour and everything. And then when I was living in Saragossa in 2014, I was looking at the calendar, and I said, what is a game, a match that Barcelona will absolutely smash their opponent? Because I want to see a goleada, right? And so February 2014, I just rewatched the match right now, just the resuming before we recorded, just to remember. Mm -hmm. And it was against Rayo Vallecano. (laughs) And this team of 2014 i mean think about this i mean let's go back in time here martino is the coach i mean puppet master martino
1: oh he should have been so good
0: <laughs> <laughs> He was so but, bad. but the team was on autopilot at this moment so mm. i you know anyone you put in as a manager i think would have gotten the same results in la liga but barcelona won six nothing and the two takeaways i got from this match were twofold the first thing was the warm up that I saw Messi and Alves do was I've never seen anything like it. And I forty yeah. yards
1: apart, just volleying balls Correct. to each other. Correct, insanity.
0: Correct. And I remember I was at the goal of Nord as well, and I was just I was just like, man, what? You know, as I just talked about, a wannabe footballer, pro athlete, I am. I was like, yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, I cannot yeah. and not even dream to try to have the first touch that they did, and trying to do that. And the other thing too was. You know I love a chip goal, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Messi scored a chip goal on the oh, second goal, sorry. and I was just like, just take me. I was like, just take me now, because I, <laughs> you know, it was the second goal, but obviously the way he chipped it, you know, I love the Cuchara, the spoon goal. It's just amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think when I come away thinking about this stadium, is you know we've we've talked about it, you know, it's not the most mm-hmm. modern stadium, but you can definitely mm-hmm. feel the history. In the stadium does not have all the modern amenities you know that's why they're obviously doing the refurb now but again there's something tactile about the stadium about the grut of the concrete you know Mm -hmm. and all the famous matches that have happened and i think you know obviously when we did see the celebration last night we saw for example gavi being emotional i mean there is something to that that you know these are the last players to play on this camp no you know this old Mm -hmm. camp no and so i think that is something Telling me, because the new one is, you know, it's going to be very sterile. You know, it's just going to be so modern, you know, with the screens, cushions,
1: suites, you yeah. know, the, the full nine. It's tricky. And as well, like the biggest thing from a couple of things for, for, for me about Camden, I, the first few times I went there was. So the atmosphere was good. The atmosphere was good. I remember, I remember thinking that it should have been better, even though we hammered them. And then further down the line, I ended up going to a Classico and was like, ah, right, okay, so that's what ninety thousand people sounds like, and that was in, that was incredible. Um, but I think I've been underwhelmed more than overwhelmed by the atmosphere. I know it's very cliche about Spain, but I do feel that to to really kick the club on, you have to try and generate a better atmosphere. You have to put a roof on it. You have to try and just harmonise that noise somehow. So I do get it. What I really hope that they find a way of doing. And I've seen S by Barca and I've seen the gumph and I've seen the propaganda. That's what it is really, isn't it? But I've seen all the plans, blah, blah, blah. The biggest thing that I need to try and get right, in my opinion, that makes Camp New what it is. And, and we can have a debate forever if the season, if the preseason drags on. We can have a debate for hours about politics and football mixing but you can't deny that Camp Nou has got a history that goes beyond football. It's seen some of the greatest players ever to play there. But there's a, when you're talking about that tactile football history, there's also a tactile Catalan history there and a Spanish history and a world history that you just can't get past. They need to find a way without glamorising that struggle. They need to find a way to not forget it because that stadium counts for more than just football. And there's not many of them in the world. We're not alone, but there's not many of them in the world that go truly beyond football. And I don't know how the planet to do that or how they do do it, but that was that was an over abiding a memory in those first few visits was that I was like, you yeah, care, you know, there's better, there's better atmospheres, but wow, there's something about this place that goes beyond that. And that's what was important. And I still feel that when I go, and I took Jacob, my little boy, he's eight, obviously, for anyone in the WhatsApp group, you'll have seen me basically cry. And every time I showed a picture of him around there, but I took Jacob there and it was like, there's something special about that place that isn't just people kicking a football. Whereas, you know, just a random anecdote. I had a punch yesterday, so we went to get the tyre fixed near Sunderland Stadium. Now, granted, Sunderland, Barcelona, very different football clubs, but their stadium, I was explain to my missus, like, their stadium is as generic as you can get. It's fine. It's decent. It's okay. The atmosphere is all right. But it's a football stadium. It's a building round a pitch. Camp Nou is different. It's not that. It's a symbol. It's a beacon. I don't know how you get that with a newer stadium, but they need to try and find a way.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, I get it because it also feels religious to me. You know, I'm not a religious person. The church, the church in the tunnel helps, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And also just the feeling, right? The feeling of 90,000, you know, Mm.
1: and I know
0: that it's always was always going to be difficult to have a great, consistent crowd because of the amount of tourism you get. And also 90,000, it's yeah. difficult, you know? Like you compare yeah. it to, you know, a lot of the EPL stadiums that are more about 30, 40, you know, that type of range, mm-hmm. 25, 30, you know, something like this. And obviously, you're right on top of the field. You feel closer. You feel connected. I get that. But like you said, the Camp Nou is something different. It's a beacon. I like that. A beacon of football and of history, of Catalan history. And there is something that is very sad about how, you know, it's going to be now just, you know, it's just going to be paved over essentially. And I don't know Mm -hmm. how they, you know, recover that. Because obviously we know, you know, we're in 2023. We need modern facilities. They need the suites. They need the money because that's how you're going to continue to be financially viable with this team. But again, I just really hope it doesn't lose that soul. and, And, you know, with my history of, American stadiums. Like, for example, I'll never forget the transition of my 49er stadium. Went from Candlestick Park to 3Com Park. And I was like, 3Com Park? What? You can't? You know, it's like, well, they're going to get this extra million. It's like, okay, I get it. And then all of a sudden, they closed Candlestick Park, right? And they built this new stadium. And, you know, Candlestick Park was a shithole. Like, it was not (laughs) a good stadium. But it was my shithole. You know what I'm saying? It was my stadium. And it had so many memories you remember all the times you got caught out in the rain there. And now all of a sudden you move into this modern facilities and yeah, it has all the modern amenities that we want, but at the same time, you know, you lose some of that soul and I, and I, it's going to happen. I'm not saying they're going to get it all hundred percent, but again, this is just modern sports. And, yeah. you know, just thinking about all the experiences I've had at the camp. No, I just, I just always think about all the other football stadiums I, I've been to I've been lucky enough to go to, let's say, Manchester United. I've been to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Park of mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. Madrid, and so forth. And obviously, I know Barcelona is my team, but there is something about the stadium, the way it is built, as a coliseum of football gods, you know, and that's what I love yeah.
1: about that stadium. I do think we're, we're in a fortunate position because, yeah, like, like you, I've been to lots of lots of stadiums around the world, and nothing really. The only stadium, and again. <laughs> People almost get sick of me talking about Celtic on this Barca podcast. But the only <laughs> thing that have grabbed me the same way is Celtic Park. And it's for very similar reasons. And ironically, my first game at Celtic Park was, was Barca Celtic, actually, which is where that stemmed from. Um, but this, and, and to, so I think where we're getting, I'll get back to my point. I think where we're fortunate is if you look around Old Trafford. So I was really underwhelmed when I went to watch us play Man United. We won 1 0. It was crap. It was cold. It took the ages to get out of the city. Um, but that's famous for history really it's famous because of itself it's almost self-prophesizing it's a bit weird some of them are f- famous for different things so chelsea was famous because of where it is in the city and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah highbury was famous for the clock end and the fact that it was yep. you know small and next to the pitch where i think barca can leverage our uh, our characteristics is that i don't think camp nou stands out other than its scale and the colors and the players that's played there the scale isn't going to change which helps it's not like we're going to like highbury to emirates yeah.
0: Arsenal yeah, weren't yeah. ready for that. I think they've grown into it, but they
1: weren't ready <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah. White Hart Lane to the new White Hart Lane. I think they've been okay, but that's designed for multi-sport. Yeah. But I think w- we're going to keep the same scale. If anything, we should improve because we've got the same scale in the roof. But to me, the thing that still grabs me when I walk out is just how big it is. We've got such striking colors. Like the 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 Blaugrana plus the yellow of the, of the, of the Seneras when they fly. as there's something there's something about that. Like, it's in your face. Like, it's something that gets you. And to your point, I know it's my club, but the first time I went there on a stadium tour when I wasn't a fan, I forgot to mention that, on a stadium <laughs> tour. Um, but the first time I went there, it, it struck me then, when it wasn't my team, I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's, that's what kind of got me uh, watching out for the games on Spanish football and stuff. And beyond that, we don't have a great atmosphere, as I mentioned earlier. So it's not like we need to retain that kind of We've got 20,000. We're going to 70,000. Who starts the songs? Everyone has to receive sure, the tickets. Sure, sure. So I think for us, it should really only be up. And our memories, I don't think our memories will change. Unless you're sat up, up right at the end of the Tribune, up on the third tier between Serena and Gol Sud. Mm-hmm. Everything should just improve, I think. And that, that's, my, that's my theory. Saying that, I am so pleased that I got Jacob before it changed. Because what if it's not, man? What if we yeah. have to learn to love that place again? But I genuinely think that of all the state of all the clubs that have had massive rebuilds of their stadiums across Europe, I do think that we're best placed for it to be net positive because of the base that we're starting from and the fact that you're not changing the key characteristic for us, which is size.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good point. And like you said, with the with the roof on it, that's going to keep the noise in there. So maybe that creates more of an element where you know, when we don't have such an active crowd, it pretends to act as one, you know, because again, like you said, like I, when I think of, like you said, I've been to more, like, for example, when I went to the Calderon to watch Atleti, I had a, Mm. I had more fun chanting there watching because the crowd is so much more into it. But I think it also is just because of the fight of that team, you know, where, you know, unfortunately Barca, we won a lot. And so you get comfortable with winning. It just happens, you know, just, this is one of the, where, you know, like, for example, when I saw the my first match against Raya Vallecano, it was absolutely, you know, so much fun for me because I was so close to the goal and they won 6 nothing and I wanted to see that type of thing. But could I say that I was... You know, the crowd was completely chanting the whole time. Is No, it wasn't. You know, and that's that's the thing. So hopefully that may yeah. improve, you know, with that. But again, obviously, you know, in modern football, to compete with all these other teams, they have to do this. And so yeah. I'm just curious more also with the upcoming season. You know, they're going to be playing at mondrich and, and I just don't know how that's going to work. That could be against them, you know. uh, n- You know what I'm saying? In that it's a weird stadium, you know. It's a Olympic stadium. It's it's got i i still believe it has the track around it
1: yeah which so, never correct. i mean that's, that's what i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna allude to that so like when you're on about the when you're on about the um uh sorry the grass and stuff so i've played at hamden who for anyone who doesn't know is scotland's national stadium um and one yeah the grass was impeccable, incredible like if you hit a bypass it's your fault if you take by touch that's your fault on that surface um Surprised at the scale of it, and obviously Campney was even bigger. But what I do find really interesting from playing at Hamden and looking at is, we had the track and the scale. Like, granted, there wasn't a crowd in; it felt like vacuous, and it was for charity and and etc. So, I think they need to manage that because if you look at Saucy Dad, Saucy Dad changing from um, from having the the track track. to bringing that in, West Ham at the London Stadium did something similar after the Commonwealth Games debacle. It's gonna be it's gonna be bizarre, but then I do think on the flip side. we must get players, um, you know, raising their game when they come to Camp New Who are they going to be up for it in the same way when they come to to Monjuic? Is it going to be the same thing as I could I could make a career defining moment for myself here? So yeah. we might, you know, we might win some, we might lose some, figuratively and literally, I guess.
0: I'm I'm looking at pictures right now, and it is the most prototypical Olympic South American stadium I've ever seen inside.
1: It's not amazing.
0: No, not at all. I mean, the thing is, you know, obviously it's a multi-purpose stadium. I mean, that's first. Mm. They're just doing, they're doing us a solid <laughs> by having yeah, yeah. Barcelona play, right? But I mean, when you look at the pictures, it's the crowd is completely disconnected from the field because of the track. You know, this reminds me of, uh, for example, in La Paz, the Bolivian national mm. team, they have such a distance from the crowd that you just feel so disconnected. And so... You know, I know this is just a temporary thing. I get that. But I believe, you know, for those, you know, imagine if we are playing in a European night, you know, big match. Like, does that, do we lose out on some of that home field advantage, that with, you know, those type of things? And so, yeah, I know this is just temporary, but it's kind of, like you said, it's just, it, it's going to be weird. It's just going to be weird. Like going to see Barcelona next season and maybe the following season, hopefully they get it done sooner than later, but just going to Montreal, just go see this match. Now it's just kind of, I'm looking at the stadium. I'm just like, it just looks amateur, you know, and I know it's temporary. I get that, yeah. but it's just, it's just kind of weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, it's, it's a necessary evil, isn't it? I mean, I think we <laughs> yeah, managed yeah. to get away with it when, sure. you know, when they, when they went to, to Castilla's ground was it Castilla's grounds I'm sure yeah was Castilla, yeah right? and so
0: yeah and that's the thing I, I was having this exact conversation with my friend last night because we were you know we were watching the match and having it and watching the celebrations and stuff and he's like yeah it's like man Madrid like planned it well I said like, well they were planning it then the covid happened and they just accelerated those plans faster knowing that they could just take advantage of the stadium yeah. and so forth so it worked out in their favor do you have any other lasting memories? Obviously, you know, you know, they did the fan poll on Barcelona. We had our little mm. mini fan poll on Patreon about the best matches. I let me tell you, my, you know, top, you know, we were talking top matches. I, I for me, it's got to be the five nothing, money. that, you know, for me, I think that is the height of football, elite elegance, philosophy, everything that I stand for as a Kule is that match. And so for me, it's that top. And obviously, we we had some other debates about the PSG match. I believe yeah. it was the. Um, I think Carlos was talking about the '94 Classico. Yeah. Of course, he was because of Romario. Uh, yeah, what about for you? What, what What was your? What would, if you had to talk the best match that you saw on television? You know, taking place at the camp. No, how? What would yeah. that be
1: for you? I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you answers to questions you haven't asked me. But I'll I'll give you three memories that will that will stand out for me. So, in terms of my my best match at camp, Nou that I was there between two, and I can't. I can never split these. Is uh the 1-0 Ebra Classical. Just because I'd never been to a Classical before. Um, I'm saying that as if I've been to Lords. What, 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 what a What a finish. It was yeah, I was that was oh, horrible. That, that... I vow, I vowed I vowed I would never go to one again. It was I was I didn't enjoy it. It was too nerve-wracking.
0: Yeah, I you know, but that but just that I mean, just talk about elite finishing. I mean, that finish yeah. was just touch shot. Boom, in one. Game. What
1: a cross from Daniel alves <laughs> the, the one decent cross he hit all day. Um, so that, that stands out just because, you know, to see a classical was was pretty special. You know, second best derby in the world, in my opinion. And to get there is pretty, pretty special. So I would say it's pre- between that and Pep's, Pep's um, I believe it was his last home game against Espanyol, the 4-0 game. Um, I was there as well. Um I was very drunk that night, so I don't remember too much of it, but I, know I was there. So that in terms of my in-person time at Camp Nou, between one of them two, and I can never split them. Because um, that was that was very special, the the Espanol game. Um, my best non attendance at a match. I still I still don't think the remontada will be beaten just because I think PSG put up a fight. I think in the other classicals that were mentioned, we just steamrolled them. And I think there's a, there's a time and a place. People forget that PSG put up a, a performance know, in that game, I um, and I think that was that was amazing. Like I remember just that was one of the few times in in my footballing life where people who aren't fans of my club. happy for my club like Leicester would have had it City probably would have had it in the Aguero time like I'm sure other teams had it but that was a time where everyone that I know was like yeah man, I'm so pleased you won last night and then my my abiding number one memory of Camp Nou is what I alluded to earlier which was three weeks ago Jacob's decided from somewhere that he now likes football which long may that continue and just walking around with him both in our Barca tops I'm not normally a kind of replica shirt person but walking around in our barter tops me telling about places i've sat and matches we've watched like me and my wife were at camp new the year before jacob was born we recreated a picture but we've now got jacob in the middle you know i was the point where me and kelly had sat to watch games kelly's first two games milano in and Betis at home not a bad run for someone who doesn't like football (laughs) like all these things kind of got brought together in one day four hours with jacob walking around talking about things like this is Daddy's favorite player. This is Maradona shirt. You'll appreciate that when you're older. This is Messi's Ballon d'Or. You'll appreciate that when you're older. I'm not sure in fatherhood, until and if Jacob ever decides he wants children of his own, I mean, I'm not sure that I'll I'll top that day and that moment with him because that was that was what I was dreaming about when we found out we were having a having a baby was taking him or her around that stadium and talking about those things and it's it's going to be hard to not be really emotional when I think back to to, to the old Camp New and just see see that there you know recreating pictures with with my wife and my son now him being interested talking about players like stoichkoff and kabbalah and Samitier, like that was magical so my abiding memory isn't football rated but it's, it's a special place man what about yeah, you yeah.
0: you know the funny thing with the psg match i just i yes that was a great moment I, and it's too thinking about it it was kind of the beginning of the anti-psg campaign as well i Mm. think you know in that type of moment but i think i still am left empty because we get shelled the next time (laughs) the next match in champions league so yes for the for the match itself and obviously your boy scoring that goal it's it's almost like one of those things it's, it's an impossibility that we thought you know you know, yeah. and to have that actually come to fruition, of course, that was a magical night. But like I said, I just, you know, I always think about the classical I went to. Again, like you said, completely nerve-wracking. Uh, I was, I, I I don't even remember it because I was so nervous. And, yeah. and of course, we lost. The one I went to it was uh, Ronaldo scoring, Ramos scoring. I was like, thanks, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like I said, I was able to go this year with the North American Peña Tour. That was a lot of fun. Mm. We were able to go to the women's match first and then go to the men's match that was a lot of fun and you know i'm gonna have to put the other moment too you know in the classical where the women broke the record i think that is you know as incredible we talk about this club you know um having this equality for both men and women uh and football i think that's a great moment too but again i just i always just single out that five nothing because to me like i said um philosophy speaking the way we we steamrolled uh madrid and and again you know we talked about this in the last couple of weeks the amount of fun that was oh, to watch you know terrible. what i'm saying um as a there's not many moments as a you know as a fan of a team that your team is not only good maybe dynasty good but also reinventing the, the game right in front of your yeah. eyes and i've been able to see that three times in my lifetime Craig. now i was just thinking mm-hmm. about the, how lucky i am. the 49ers with the west coast offense mm-hmm. barca with total football and, and the what we do now with Tiki Talk and everything, and then the Warriors with the type of movement and ball moving, three point yeah, yeah. shooting. And to me, there's nothing greater as a fan to watch your team do that on all levels. And to me, that five-nothing is the ultimate of football. And I and I still love watching that match. You know, not, not to say I don't like watching the other match, but I to me it's just like a moment of time where I was still, and I also think just me personally, I was still on the fence of where I was gonna do or where I was gonna end up, and that. 2011, 2010 changed my life. And so that also has another thing that I'm eventually here in Spain. So, and That's to nice be able one. to, and to be able to go to the Camp Nou as much as I have is just an amazing yeah. thing to me. You know, like, you know, I know you've been, you're from the UK. So obviously the distance mm-hmm. is, is pretty manageable. But as an American, now that I'm living here and I'm able to take the train and go, I mean, to me, I just never thought, you know, if you would ask me in 20, 2008, for example, that I'd say, you've gone to the Camp Nou more than 10 times, I'd be like, you're crazy. No way. Yeah. No way. And and here I am, you know, you know, it is a bit of sad, but obviously, you know, like you said, I think it's really cool that you had those moments with your, with your son, because I had that with my dad when yeah. we went in 2011, walking down the hallway, my dad is the one that taught me everything about football. So it was very mm-hmm. emotional as well to not only go to the stadium that day, but also see Barcelona win the Champions League uh, together and go celebrate. And I think that, you know, those are the moments that when we think about father son or father daughter relationships, you know, with sports, like, not only is it like the first match who you went with, you know, I went to the classical with my dad. So that was really special. So it's like all these moments rolled up into one. And so, yes, yeah. that's why we do get emotional about, you know, this new, this new stadium coming because it is out with the old and in with the new. So I don't know Same. if you have any last uh, comments on on the camp No,
1: No, I mean, it just shows you like, you know, ultimately what we brought, what we both came back to there kind of wasn't really football. And I think that's why as much as, you know, I've seen a comment in the WhatsApp group today, and it's fair, and there's been a lot of things in the media about well, Captain's not going anywhere. Well, it's not, but it's change, and change is hard, and especially when it's it's so entrenched in emotion. And you know, I think most of us agree it needed to happen, but you know, for every glow up, you've got bad hair bad haircuts, right? <laughs> so I think we're all we're all slightly nervous, and I think that's that it is just that thing, isn't it? It's it's not the football. I would watch yeah. Barca play on a public field if I had to, but it's not that. Camp New represents something different to me. And it represents way more than people kicking a ball around. And that's why that's why this is this is something that makes me nervous. Um but irrespective, the club will carry on. The club is bigger than than a stadium. The fans will, will make sure it happens. And hopefully, you know, the memories I create in the new stadium and you, whoever, you know, whoever else is listening, the memories they create with the people that they hold dear hopefully it's it's more of the good ones and you know we all we all end up grateful it happened rather than longing for the past
0: yeah i think that's well said i think we'll we'll end it there and again i'm just uh nervous to see what's going to happen because like you said i'm you know with these new stadiums i'm always as nervous of like how they turn out but i'm sure it's going to be fine and again um as i mentioned at the top of the show uh we'll be back on thursdays tuesdays and thursdays and we will have a roundup essentially for the season of La Liga as Barcelona were champions. And again, I still, you know, it's still weird to say that because the season feels so weird. And in, in retrospect, the, res, the resuming is just a weird season, man. But we are La Liga champions. And again, as Troy has been hinting uh, on his episodes, let the madness begin with all these rumors. So remember, we have to sign Araujo. And Gabi first, and then everything else can fall into place because I need those two on the team just to end on that. So uh, until next time, Forza Barça.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.